Welcome back to the Anglo-Omani Society podcast. Today we have a special episode from the Omani British Business Council featuring Dr. Abdullah Al-Abri, who is the director of EJAD. EJAD is a membership-based virtual collaborative platform where industry, academia, and government can interact and engage in energy-related research and innovation activities to help solve Oman's most pressing sustainability challenges. Hosting the talk today is Oliver Blake, the vice chairman of the Omani British Business Council. We hope you enjoy. So welcome to the next podcast in the Amani British Business Council series. Uh, and this uh, quarter, we've been looking at en- energy sustainability in Amman. I'm honored today to introduce Dr. Abdullah Al-Abri, Amman's director of EJAD. Abdullah started his career as a lecturer at the Central Institute of Technology in Australia, teaching production technology, reservoir engineering, field appraisal and economics. And he holds a doctorate in petroleum engineering from Australia's Curtin University of Technology. He joined Woodside Energy in 2008 to work on field developments and economics, followed by Petroleum Development Amman, where he leveraged his expertise in field developments and business planning, whilst also leading the company's efforts around R&D and energy transition. Abdullah was then appointed as the director of EJAD, a strategic initiative in the Sultanate that was created to focus on technology development and innovation. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So, Abdullah, a very warm welcome, uh, and it's great to have you on this podcast. Thanks for having me, and pleasure to be here. A, a real pleasure. And, and, and for our listeners who, who haven't yet heard much about EJAD, um, could you provide a bit of brief background about what the platform is um, and who you enable? Right. EJAD is a strategic initiative that was um, created as an outcome of the Oman Energy Forum, it's an action that takes place towards the end of every calendar year, uh, whereby all the industry um, executives, uh, decision makers, senior government officials, they come together to discuss uh, the challenges and aspirations. So um, a fundamental question was posed to the audience in 2015 was on how the sector should be together to transform uh, successfully towards 2040. Um, and then uh, among us, um, uh, you know, a dedicated and structured recommendations, one of them was to establish an efficient uh, and practical vehicle uh, to uh, link and connect the three helices in Oman, and that is the government, industry, and academia, to really leverage expertise, uh, build innovation, and help industrial transformation. Um, so whereby EJAD was established, made effective 1118, uh, and now we are in, in the third year of operation, but we're truly leveraging on what's, um, uh, it's already established in the, in the, in the, in the background in Oman, whether it's within the industries at, um, in terms of wealth of expertise and knowledge, best practices, international linkages, but also on the academic side, and of course the, uh, the political aspects of the government. So. Uh, EJAD is there to uh, link the three helices and enable that transform- aspire transformation towards 2040, uh, that is to make the, su- the Sultanate uh, um, uh, sustainable, innovative and of course uh, uh, knowledge based. Fantastic. That's really clear, Abdullah. And, and, and you mentioned um, Vision 2040, and I think you know, that would be a good place just to, to, to sort of expand on a little bit, because, because so much of what you're doing, and indeed so much of what the Amani economy is, is pivoting towards, comes from that Vision 40. So, so can you tell us a little bit about what that, that economic plan, what that vision says uh, about renewable sources and the importance of, of renewable energy? 
Yeah, One Vision 2040 um, has 12 priorities, and it focuses predominantly on, uh, aspires predominantly on uh, uh, transformation, innovation, and knowledge base. Uh, and of course, taking into account the, um, uh, the political stability, the empowered Omanis, you know, the government in the past eras has uh, so much focused on developing Omanis and making, making them competent, uh, competent. And of course, the geolocation and natural resources of Oman uh, besides others, others. So that's why where the vision was oriented. And the vision's pillars uh, stand on two, uh, or the vision stands on two pillars. The first one, innovation, and the second one, integration of roles. So that's what is, you know, seen as necessary to assure uh, the attainment of the vision. It focuses so much on the economic diversification and sustainability. So, uh, and that's where the renewables um, and the transformations, energy transitioning is coming into play, uh, whereby uh, the reductions in the consumed energy in the residential houses, industrial um, uh, complexes, uh, getting more of green electrons, uh, whether it's for, uh, you know, the heat substitution within the industrial complexes or uh, getting new businesses off the ground, uh, that's the, so much the focus of the vision within the economic uh, pillars of it. Right. So, so, so Oman is sort of uh, has made it a clear strategy to to diversify its economy, but within that, to to sort of adopt sustainable energy practices. Yes. And so, so am, am I right in saying that that EJAD is therefore is, is supporting that um, through its mandate to bring all these different partners and in, in academia and industry together, so that Oman can can what transition to a to a much more green energy economy. Is is that kind of right? Yes. Yes. So. Um, uh, within that space, what we've done as EJAD and to uh, help that transformation is that we've looked into what could be the opportunity for renewables in Oman. Uh, so we looked into um, uh, the renewables landscape until 2030, uh, whether it's for electricity generation, uh, which is to use cheaper electricity from renewable resources to replace the gas fire plants that currently exist in the country. Uh, but also we looked into the power to X. Uh, aspects, and that is to use uh, the cheap solar-generated energy within the uh, GCC area, or particularly Oman, uh, to really substitute the burning of gas or liquids in the industrial processes. Um, and also we looked into what kind of industries uh, that Oman can attract uh, and whereby we get uh, the, the, the demand for energy from renewables. So we've done that study for the government. Uh, over the last two years, uh, and we see great potential, and that's why some of the projects are now kicking start, you know, kickstarting in Oman uh, as we continue to hear. But also, uh, we've seen an interesting opportunity that came out of the Power to X uh, domain, which is to really deep dive into the hydrogen, because that could be uh, a future energy source for Oman um, and the economy. So, so before we, I mean, it'd be fascinating to talk a bit more about hydrogen because clearly Oman is is um, really focusing, beginning to focus on this area. But just before we do, can you give us a bit of a snapshot for for what Oman is already doing in in the renewable energy space? You mentioned um, uh, some of the sort of solar solar interests already, but what what projects actually already exist in Oman in, in the renewable space? Right, following the uh, the mapping of the of the study that we've done. Uh, for the electricity generation, we've seen uh, good potentials towards 2030, as I said. 
uh, with some of the projects that are implementable as tier one, so as a, as a mid-term uh, or sort of sh short-term opportunities. So we've worked with the government and uh, with the Energy Lab, and that is a government-facilitated uh, um, uh, workshops, if you like, whereby all the stakeholders are brought together to discuss and uh, consolidate the projects. Um, and some of the projects that were um, endorsed then in 2018-19 were the solar renewables. Uh, so uh, that's in, uh, we see now already one in, in Hebri, that's 500 megawatts. And there'll be a new one coming in Adam. Uh, we've, we have uh, heard of the project in Amin, PDO Amin, uh, that's 100 megawatts. Uh, we also um, uh, expecting to, uh, you know, have the uh, waste to energy projects in Barka, uh, 50 megawatts. We know that the uh, wind project in Salala in Mizuna, 50 megawatts, is already, you know, uh, commissioned. So there are some, um, you know, coming up uh, uh, with time, uh, whether it's uh, wind in Mizuna, uh, solar in Adam, uh, sorry, in, in Ibri or Amin, in Pedio, um, and uh, waste to energy, it will be in Barca. Uh, the aspiration is that we have 11% of renewables pushed to the grid by 2023, so that's in, uh, in, uh, in a couple of years. Uh, but yep. that is all, or only a, an immediate uh, plan for renewables. The aspiration is to, go, to really keep pushing towards 2030. Fascinating, and and so, you know, thank you for that kind of that oversight of what's going on at the moment. And it sounds like there already are a number of a number of significant projects. I suppose that kind of leads us to 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 you know, as you look ahead to the horizon and, and the future um, around solar, wind, hydrogen. You know what what's you know what's on the, what's on the agenda. I mean, we've we've been getting to beginning to hear about um, a large hydrogen uh, project linked to Demi and Dukum, uh, but but and, and also there was a, a big press release recently about EJAD's role in in looking at Oman as a hydrogen economy. So can you tell us a bit a bit more about that because that's extremely exciting. Yeah. So uh, the interest in hydrogen uh, is uh, is coming into play not only for Oman, but if we see the international trends, you know, there are so many things are moving to the hydrogen space because of the increasing demand on energy. So um, for Oman, uh, out of the study that we've done uh, two years back is, uh, um, you know, uh, the focus was so much apparent that the hydrogen could be a potential energy source. Uh, you know, besides that, we looked into the steam generation, like the Mera project that we know that Oman is famous for. Uh, and the third one, in heat substitution. So for the hydrogen is, you know, uh, we've been in communication with many stakeholders in Oman, industry, academia, uh, and the government. Uh, we know uh, that a lot of industries are now thinking to uh, open up new corridors for uh, energy transitions, maybe uh, business extension or new business portfolios uh, to themselves. So we thought this hydrogen can play a role in many of these, it can take, uh, you know, satisfy the agenda of many stakeholders. Uh, so instead of we look at the hydrogen uh, in Oman uh, on, on, you know, on, on a project base, you know, this hydrogen project is within PDO or within OQ or within uh, uh, Ducomport. What if we look at it on an economy scale? So whereby we take all, all of these projects in that staircase of developing the economy. So we made a proposal to the Ministry of uh, Energy and Minerals uh, on this uh, after we showed the business case with the preliminary numbers. Uh, and the decision was, yes, we go for that um, 
national study to see the uh, uh, the potential for hydrogen, uh, and we established a national steering committee for that. So there we go. We are now on that stage. Uh, and just to give you a flavor of the potential for hydrogen for Oman, we've done a yes. study on, you know, just a question of what, you know, how could the hydrogen, how could we make the hydrogen, you know, contributes to Oman in 2040 the same way that we are getting from oil and gas uh, today. So we're getting some, you know, petrol dollars from oil and gas uh, to satisfy or to, um, to fuel the economic and social developments in Oman. So what would it take, basically, to get the same uh, dollars that we're getting today, but in 2040? We've done that preliminary study, and we've got it uh, reviewed by international institutions, and it's just to use 2 to 3% of Oman's land. So if we are to lay down, you know, solar panels in what I call hydrodocum, so somewhere next to docum, whereby we don't have so many, uh, you know, we have uh, free land in there, you know, open land, uh, good solar radiation, we create green hydrogen uh, molecules and we convert them into many forms and shapes, just like the ammonia, for example, the chemicals. Uh, we would be able to generate the same dollars in 2040 that we generate from oil and gas today. So that's the scale of business. Wow. That's, that's, that's an incredible uh, sort of p potential target to aim for. And, 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 I mean, understanding that Amman has some of the best ports uh, in the region, uh, you know, uh, famously Salala, Dukum and, and Sohar, but there are obviously others as well. Uh, am I right in saying that, that, the, that hydrogen could not only be a, a useful, um, sustainable and renewable energy source domestically, but that, that through those ports, um, you're able to export hydrogen as, as many other countries around the world, including those in the European Union, are looking to sort of increase their, or, or I should say decrease their carbon emissions. Um, is, that, is, that a, is that part of the Absolutely. potential plan? Absolutely. Currently in the study, we have 30 um, stakeholders uh, from Oman internationally, and we have partners from the Far East, from Europe, in different parts of, uh, of Europe. We have from Germany, Belgium, uh, Netherlands, um, we have from the UK um, and uh, from other countries. So we work closely with those stakeholders. And in fact, um, some of the discussions are taking place, uh, you know, have escalated to take place with governments, so on a government uh, level. So indeed, a lot of uh, potential can be sourced out and can be substituted within Oman, uh, but also lots of potential overseas. And one of them that we see as a, a flying card is the ammonia. Uh, and and what's the time frame for this, Abdullah, in terms of th this latest um, uh, sort of hydrogen review that you've now been asked to, to undertake by the government? What, what kind of time frame is, is that going to, to take up before we've got some certainty around, around what this might sort of look like, how it might be structured? So uh, we are uh, planning to finish sometime in April, May next year, um, so 2021. Uh, and there will be a press release um, uh, facilitated by the Ministry of Energy and Minerals to really cascade the outcomes. Uh, after the study, we are planning to, um, you know, translate the outcomes of the study uh, to be the roadmap and the strategy for a month for hydrogen. So it's, it's a top-down approach, but also a bottom-up, whereby uh, we've got the steer from the government as a top-down, um, where the government sees the hydrogen as a, a new economy. Uh, and also during the study, we are scoping out the projects and potential opportunities within Oman and of course overseas, and that will serve as a uh, as a bottom-up approach. So the cascade and the press release is planned for June next year.
Fantastic. Oh, that's extremely, extremely exciting. Um, what uh, I, I think one of the key, you know, a number of investors are now increasingly looking at opportunities in Oman. Uh, and, uh, and of course, this has all been facilitated as well by the recent restructuring of the Omani government and, and the engagement from uh, the various, uh, various ministries. One of the things that investors are always keen to understand is, is you know, what are the challenges uh, that need to be overcome in order to enable Vision 40's ambition? So, you know, there are always, in every country, there are always challenges, um, specifically in the space that you operate in, in, in sustainable energy. Um, what do you see as being the challenges that you're working to overcome? Uh, I mean, we know that there are obviously electricity subsidies um, in Oman. Uh, there are quite strict market re regulations around energy. Um, so uh, how are you sort of dealing with those and how are your advisors and your team uh, uh, helping the government to sort of overcome them? The challenges um, uh, are many, um, and if I uh, if I talk about the challenges, um, you know, or the uh, potential um, kind of um, uh, key lessons that we've been trying to um, uh, to promote to establish uh, the transformations and the renewable space and the hydrogen in Oman uh, is to have a clear development vision. Uh, you know, we've we've looked into the um, the uh, the um, you know practices of Morocco, South Korea, uh, South Africa, uh, Germany, Chile, Brazil, China. You know, all of these countries that I've mentioned, uh, besides Australia and others, they've got clear development visions for the renewables. So I'm now talking specifically for the renewables. So I think that's one of the challenges that Oman needs to establish, and and for the hydrogen, that will be addressed uh, by the mid of next year. You know, through the study that we're doing. The second challenge is to de-risk the business environments uh, and really stimulate the FDI um, and the, you know, the, the financing, basically. So create uh, policies and regulations that are really suited, uh, you know, for the, uh, and match the interest of investors. So not so much of a, um, a kind of restrict and, and firm uh, policies and regulation, but rather an agile uh, and facilitating policies. So I think that's, um, that's the other challenge that we will try to address. Uh, the third challenge is to continue to establish the supply chains because, you know, that makes a lot of impact uh, if you are, you know, if we are trying to create an economy uh, versus if we are trying to, trying to address a certain project. A project, it might be a lot cheaper to import things from outside, uh, precisely from the main, uh, from the kind of cheap uh, importing countries or production countries. But if we're trying to create an economy, uh, it is a lot more successful to establish the supply chains within the country inside. And that, of course, has a, a multiplier effect of creating the jobs and everything and, and circulating the dollars within the country. The other challenge that we've seen and you've mentioned in your um, in introduction is the spot markets. So uh, enabling the selling of the electricity from renewables to the grid uh, I know uh, in the background there's lots of, of work going on and that will be enabled sometime soon in the future. Um, others is um, really the um, making the finances uh, within the government uh, ready to really establish the infrastructure that is that would be needed to establish uh, uh, such economies or such big scales of business. And now I'm not talking about project scale again. So that project scale, you know, the the challenges are different. The uh, the the the, um, the the scale of it is different. 
but I'm talking about the economies and those are the, the, the main challenges, the clear development, clear development vision for renewables and hydrogen in particular, um, uh, de-risking the business environments and making things, policies, regulations are really agile and investor attractive. Uh, continuing to establish the local supply chains and we we see some good examples from Canada, for example, transitioning the supply chains that they've established for oil and gas to renewables. So that we can also do in Oman. Um, besides, of course, of course, enabling the, um, the spot markets and, and market uh, liberalization. I don't see uh, the subsidies impacting the industry so much because now the, the subsidies in Oman uh, have been lifted for the industrial sector. Now it's, uh, it's a CRT, so it's a cost-reflective tariffs uh, from the industry sector. It is still there for the residential sector, uh, and that will, will impact the energy efficiency uh, within the uh, residential uh, sector. But the industrial sector has already been uh, kind of uh, using the, uh, the cost-reflective tariffs. That, that's very clear, Abdullah. Thank you. And, and, and and that really kind of paints a picture for for some of the challenges that that you are you know you you EJAD as an organisation is contributing towards and, and helping the government navigate through. Uh, I mean, it's clearly you know you've described a, a really fascinating journey and one that's uh, clearly cr critical to the future of Oman's uh, economic output. Um, you sort of mentioned um, you know the, the solar uh, projects in Ibri and Adam and Amin and and, and waste energy, wind down in Salala, and now of course these hydrogen uh, projects. Um, on the horizon uh, and of course there's been discussions around around projects in, in Dukham as well so it, it's a really really exciting time for Oman as it kind of I think leads the way in the region for how it's going to transition from a traditional oil and gas economy towards um, to sort of renewables and, and a more sustainable energy output um, Abdullah thank you so much um, for your time and for answering all of those questions sort of so clearly uh, and it will be of sort of great use to, to our listeners and, and to the wider Amani British business community um, to hear more about what's going on in this space. Uh, and we look forward to sort of keeping in touch and, and hopefully having you to, to speak at the society as well when, um, when travel so is, is easier again. Thank you so much for the podcast. I look forward to continuing the engagement with you and your team. Thank you for listening to that insightful conversation with Oliver and Dr. Abdullah. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to stay up to date with Omani British Business Council news, please head to ao-soc.org or you can find them on LinkedIn, Omani British Business Council. We look forward to welcoming you next week.